This episode of Probably Science is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use offer code PROBABLYSCIENCE. Probably Science. Welcome to Probably Science. It is a sunny Sunday afternoon. I'm Matt Kirshen, back in the backyard Bluebell Ranch with uh, Andy Wood. Yeah, celebrating the first day of Daylight Savings. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jesse Case. Hey. Has that, has that made a difference to the temperature? All it means is I'm, we're just all a little bit more tired than we were before. Yeah, I guess it doesn't make it nicer out, does it? That's probably not no. the reason why. It's, it's for nice farmers, day. right? It's a farmer thing? Farm. Yeah. Ben Franklin Almanac, that type deal? Yeah, so uh, probably farming is doing great right now. Like well, that they, episode's already out. I thought it's for their schedule. They're farming. For, I, I assume for so, their yeah, work for, day, uh, for like being able to. I have no, okay. I'm googling this now. This should have been a topic. Yeah, I thought it was something. I'm pretty sure it's something to do with farmers. Well, because they don't do it in Arizona. Right. So it's all well. First, because, because it's hate... super gay. Daylight savings <laughs> okay, time is yeah. super gay. Yeah. But also and a bit ethnic as well. Like a bit. Yeah, it looks suspicious. No, it looks. Suspicious. It's a suspicious type. It, yeah. It's a year. It's a foreign import. Well, yeah. they, they everybody in Arizona has to watch back to 1957. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> not not that far back. Basis. Not that far back. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the voice of Jimmy Schubert. By the way, we shouldn't. I guess wait. Yeah. To let's do it. Guess. Let's just get into get it. Get him in yeah. there. Jimmy Schubert from uh, television and film and stand-up comedy. Uh, you may have seen him on Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, The Italian Job. We did some IMDb. You guys oh. did a little Google. You guys did a little Google. I like it. Nice. Two broke girls. And Matt Davis, who I had the hey. pleasure of, of working on the Seattle International Comedy Competition with a few we years did, back. We did, yes, many years ago. And uh, you guys both just got back from uh, touring overseas, correct, recently? Uh, he was in China. I was in the Middle East last year. I oh, okay. just get back from that, though. Where in the, and I'm going to China. Where in the Middle East were you? Uh, rattle them off in order Bahrain, Qatar, Oman, Kuwait, and then we went down to the Horn of Africa wow. to Damn. Djibouti. Were that all for, were they military gigs or regular it's all, gigs? Yeah, it's all military. military. Yeah, I did a, did a run of those DOD gigs, Department of Defense, Drew Carey, and Steve Byrne and a couple guys went over. That's like adventure travel at the best, you know? Yeah, I can't imagine. Go, like I, Graham Ellard was on the podcast a while back, and he's done a bunch of those tours, and he yeah. actually has like, he goes to therapy for PTSD just because like, he was engaged on a helicopter as he's going to a comedy gig, like, well, they're firing on us. We have to fire back. So, like, he he saw he saw action. <laughs> he saw action. Yeah, Jim Jeffries had that happen to him as well, where he was on a helicopter, and the they just took out some people from the helicopter. He just saw people being obliterated, and was like, "Oh, well, this is a horrendous. <laughs> this is just a horrendous experience." A war zone, but I was like, doing a military gig in Oklahoma one time. They just started shooting at a wolf. <laughs> on a hill, and um, that was sad, man. It was so depressing, yeah. just killing this wolf. And yeah, they have the Apache escorts when you do that. I, I, that's why I went with Drew Carey. I knew the security would be high. You know, I, I'm not, you know, I don't want. You weren't worried though that you know if it, if stuff happened, they just pushed you out of the way and protect the famous guy. Well, no, I, I was worried about that. There was three guns. There was two guns out the side, two fifty calibers out the side, and a fifty caliber out the back, and they had countermeasures on it. And you're being uh, and you're being uh, escorted by uh, an Apache helicopter, which is an awesome piece of firepower yeah. for every hour it's in the air it requires 12 hours of maintenance and then you can load the side rod you can go hellfire heavy or you can you know put different weapons the in the are you trying to sell me an apache right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen and if you buy today we'll throw in a pinstripe and a sport mirror yeah. but that's you, not all <laughs> that's not all if you act now double ten buyers <laughs> did you uh did you travel all uh military or no when you went 
No. You guys were mostly military. Though, yeah, right? once we got, once we came, we, we flew the, direct from L.A. to Germany, Frankfurt, Germany. Then we flew uh, Qatar Airlines over to Qatar. And then from there, it was all C-130s and Alpha Clash, Chinook helicopters. Yeah, and see, we did all commercial. So like, really? I, yeah, I went, I went from San Francisco. It was a sketch fest. Went from San Francisco to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to Qatar, Qatar to Bahrain is where we started. Yeah. And then it was like Bahrain to... Uh, through Qatar on Qatari Airlines, we went to Muscat and then down to Salala, Oman, and then we went. I love how you're saying these things as if we're all gonna be like, "Yep, okay, right, yeah, yeah I absolutely." Know, I usually the same go way. Through, uh, yeah. Salala, I always take that route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the correct way to go, by the way. Yeah, because <laughs> if you're ever going to Salala, you know. I think I geeked in Oman once, and then uh, the Sultanate of Oman. That's what the yeah. that's what the passport stamp says. It's oh, great. Really? The it's Sultanate of Oman. Actually, there giving you. Oh yeah, he's got a sword. I imagine right now, just walking around. Uh, he's different... actually the Sultan of Oman. I only know this because I was there, and I was asking like, "What a Sultanate?" You know, give me yeah. like the, the definition of that. Sure. And they were saying he's pretty, he's pretty much neutral in the area. He's actually the one that negotiated when those hikers got lost in Iran. Oh, really? He's the one who negotiated their release with Iran, and then had them like his fam. Their family came and met them at his palace in Oman. Like, yeah. He's kind of a buffer. And after he did that, he said, "You got two more wishes." <laughs> right, he did. He flew out of there. Uh, let me let me ask you guys this: if you if you were, if you were walking down the beach, right? Yeah. And you saw a lamp in the sand, you'd rub it, right? Sure, why not? I mean, you know it's bullshit. But what's the worst case? But you, but rubbing you, a lamp? Yeah, well, you'd be seen rubbing a lamp, yeah. I guess. But then you could just go like, I'm just polishing it to see what yeah, the commemorative plate says on the side of it. the outside chance that I dream a dreamy is real, and Barbara Eden pops out in that little outfit. But it's like today's Barbara Eden. Yeah, yeah. Not today. Listen, bro. bro I tell you what. Is it a? I take Barbara Eden just to check it off the bucket list. You know, I don't care what condition she's in. I'll put it right in the tray hole. I don't care. <laughs> hey, it's a science podcast. So, yeah, 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 that's so a medical she, procedure. That's a, no, you gotta you gotta put it in the trach. Um, they all they always die. Hey, shut, your suff- tra- shut your tray. Shut your tray hole. They always oh, suffocate. But yeah, no, I love a good neck job. <laughs> I, um, wow! Sorry. Hey, I'm no, a little Adam's but, apple. Anyway, you sure answer, you're a, uh... answer, your, answer your original question. Yes, I would rub the bottle. I would rub the bottle. All right. My well, is it a, uh, my question? Is it, is it a a a lamp in the classical sense of the story, or is it a modern lamp? No, it's like an, it's got to be an oil lamp. You're not just going to rub some lamp. Be like an IKEA floor lamp. No, no. no. And if you're just no. walking on the beach, you just like a just flashlight. Like, yeah. Right. I'm not going to rub that flashlight. No. No. You wouldn't make a. Would make well, a play I, the weird thing is, I think that there, there would be like that. If you're on a desolate beach, right? You desolate haven't seen beach. anyone in hours. Okay. And you're walking, and there's just on a nightstand like a modern a in lamp. <laughs> well, I'm going to do and much. It's plugged into the sand, and the light bulb is on. Well, obviously, I'm going to do something it? with that. Of course, I'm rubbing it. I'm doing weird shit to it. It's doing desolate. It's a desolate beach. <laughs> you don't know what I'm into. So you and your a man and his lamp. Yeah. 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 You don't need the lamp for that equation. Just Jesse alone on a beach and like stuff. It's like, it's like, it's like, like, a, rubbed, it's like an ABC yeah. after school special. It's a story about a boy and his lamp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we do actually eventually have to get to some sort of science. So we like to ask our guests, even though there's no pressure to answer this question in the affirmative, uh, do you have any background in the sciences or even any memory of science classes you've taken? Yeah, favorite science class. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, you know, I work with Bunsen burners in the uh, in the tenth grade. Sure. Did some science projects. Is this? You grew up in Philadelphia, correct? I grew up in Philadelphia. Yeah. That wasn't for school. He just, just, they had bunch of listen, burners. Listen, listen, I didn't, I didn't learn the metric system in projects. school. All right, three and a half grams is how much? That's an eighth. <laughs> and yeah, we didn't learn the metric system. Not sure. everyone got sent to Bel Air. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's, right. that's exactly right. 
yeah. you got to learn how the batteries work before you throw them at the opposing team, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen stuff like that go down with you know? I know, but, you know, it's, you know, the, my brother calls them Phil Billies because it's Philadelphia is like yeah. you know it's where the you know everything began in American history. I mean, it was like the nation's first capital. You know, once they moved it out, you know, like See, I always heard there were people here first. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, there were. No, all that's all that's, that's propaganda. That's, yeah. It's leftist propaganda. It is leftist. Yeah. Leftist talk. Okay, there were people here. Here's a couple of casinos. We'll call it even. Sure, sure. Sorry. Now they're know. now they're escorting you and Drew Carey. See what I did there? Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, Apache joke. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Yeah, there was. But but it's. Uh, what was your? No, promise? Philadelphia is the cradle of American civilization as we know it now. It's you know they got the bell. Benjamin well, Franklin you know, was there. Yeah, and then started shit. Yeah. Wasn't it the capital for a minute? Yes, yeah, for yeah. a minute. You're right, and that's why everybody in Philly has a chip on their shoulder because eventually the financial district moved to New York, and then the Washington moved, you know, government moved down to Washington, and everybody's like, "What the? What what what's wrong with Philadelphia?" Right, get a cheese stick. Does everyone there? Does everyone exactly there, what William Penn envisioned? You know, exactly. Yeah, it finally, well, anyway, he calls them Philbillies. There's yeah. an element of like they're like inner city rednecks that that live yeah. in Philadelphia yeah. that do those kinds of things at sporting events. It doesn't rep- represent the whole city. I mean, it's of course, some, of course, there's some decent people. You can't really paint with broad brushstrokes. You know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not anti-Philly. It's just all like I can't think of many of these stereotypes besides just like cheesesteaks and angry fans. Like, what, what, <laughs> you know, it's like an area that doesn't have a lot of negative. They have a lot of things. Like, they what? have racism. <laughs> they have wow. Uh, violence. Wow, violence. You have. Well, and there. you're from this is coming from a guy who's from Alabama. I know that's what should insult you the most. That should bother you the most. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you what do you think the average person who's not from Philly thinks of Philly for, when they when they hear Philly? What do you think a person? Well, not well from it's like anything else. Until you go there, you really can't make an assessment. Right. What I'm saying. I mean, what do you think you people know, incorrectly assume about it? Well, you know, it has that reputation, but also uh, it's a you know it's a very cosmopolitan city. It's got yeah, great yeah. museums. It's got uh, great hospitals. It's uh, you know the University of Pennsylvania is there. Of course. I mean, it's got great uh, you know. Great university. It's a great town, you know. No, I, lo- I love Philadelphia. I stayed so, in the um, the Ethiopian districts. It's all Victorian housing. Um, I guess it was a big influx from Ethiopia. Is this a real? I thought you were setting up. Yeah, a, no, yeah, no, no, I'm not setting up a bit. I'm not running a, a bit. But um, you know, like in the 1800s or something, there was a huge influx yeah. uh, from Ethiopia, and it's this part of town. I think it's West Philly. Um, uh, great, like Victorian houses. I just it was beautiful, man. Just walked around for like a couple days. Yeah, there's some nice houses where I'm from too in the south, and we had a big influx from Africa as well. Uh, it was a little earlier than the sure, 1800s, sure, and um, has some nasty history to it. But yeah. what you're yeah. from Birmingham, is that right? Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, I haven't spent any time. I don't think I've been in Alabama at all. Did you start yeah. there? Start on? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. What do you recommend if someone were to go there? What's the first to thing where? they should do? Like to, to, Bur- Birmingham. to Birmingham yeah. itself? Yeah. Um, Get a whistle. That's the first thing. Get a whistle. <laughs> the Civil Rights Museum is there, and that's oh, okay. um, the one thing I recommend to like comic buddies that are there and have time to kill during the day to walk through it because it's the way they laid it out. They run the wall with the timeline of things going on, uh-huh. and one of the things that I've always found fascinating is there's the article from I think it's North Carolina, and the guys were uh, being thrown out of the restaurant because they're trying to eat at Woolworths. a whites only restaurant. Yeah, right? Woolworths. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's going on. The whole deli counter thing, whatever, is the article. And then above it, it's Russia launches Sputnik, like the same day. So in certain wow. parts of the world, yeah. like things we're, we're entering outer space and exploring things. And on the other parts of the world, we're trying to decide who can and cannot have a ham sandwich next to each other. You know what's yeah. weird is, is um, they made me leave the Civil Rights Museum. I was just trying to stay. I was just sat down. You know, I'm not leaving. <laughs> and uh, they kicked me right out of there, man. People poured milkshakes on my head. It was brutal. 
The, the weird thing—it's <laughs> pouring milk. Are you confusing like a Jughead in the Archie comics getting hazed with what happened in the Civil Rights era? Isn't that what it's based on? No, I'm saying that's, that's what the actually Archie, how they teach did it. Did black to people you. get milkshakes poured on them? Was that a thing? Yeah, Woolworths. There's a famous photo. Oh, okay. I thought you were just like—I mean, I've heard of like bad stuff, like fire hoses, but I didn't know like that sounds just so lightweight and pranky. It sounds no, like no, you're giving the, someone a wedgie or something. No, it's the four people at Woolworths, and there was a, a white couple that sat down next to them, sort of in solidarity. And there's a very famous photo. People are really? furious, just screaming at them at this at this counter, I've which looks absurd this. now. I'm looking this up. Um, and someone's pouring a milkshake on this guy's head. It's yeah, and it was uh, chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry? Does, does he have exit? Can we Google that? <laughs> it, it does matter to the story. I feel. Yeah, right here. Gods of the details. Yeah, this is amazing. When you Google Woolworths milkshake, you'd think that'd be the first thing that comes up, but instead, it's just like uh, full cream chocolate flavored milkshake, 275 millimeters from Woolworths. Like it's an ad for their awesome milkshakes. No, the D- Woolworths is closed now and but it's they, the uh, New Zealand version of well, it's .co.za what is that is there a Zaire Woolworths my uh, the day it closed we were living in Madison North Carolina and my dad took me down there uh-huh. I was like four or five and he's like hey this is important and you know we, we went down there I still think that's uh, that's cool it's cool that he did that it was good good father good, good fathermanship father- yeah, uh, you know. So, Matt, you recommend comics go to that before they do their shows? Isn't that kind of? I'm not like saying a- you. I've seen you to go before. You, I'm just saying if you if there's something yeah, that you know you want to do to go do it. It's interesting though because uh, as a Caucasian, as a honky, walking through it, it makes everything afterwards instantly seem like more racist. Yeah. What do you mean? An even yeah. minor thing. An old car, a 56 Chevy goes by. You're like, what kind of racist shit was going on in that? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Pictures of your grandparents. Like, what were they up to? Oh, Black yeah. Black and white photos. I don't trust this. Nah, good call. It kind of tinges you for a second. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and a lot of it's because you have it all at once, you know, walking right, through right. it. And then you realize too that it, like again the timeline thing, like this is not something that this isn't a long time. I'm 34, ago. Is... so for me, like I, I have no real, uh, uh, obviously wasn't around during it. And so it but seems like it never. Removed. It seemed yeah. like it, you know, was a million years ago, and it's not. It's right. you know, my my mother tells the story of getting in trouble as a kid for wanting to drink out of the colored water fountain because wow. she thought it was fruit punch. Wow, that's what she thought it meant. Like that's fruit oh punch. I want, why can't I have fruit punch? And they're yeah. like, no, you can't. Don't. Let's just leave. Like, I'll tell you one thing: laundromats were a nightmare during that era, huh? Whites only, colored. Get out of here. <laughs> well, I was just in. Uh, I was in just Matt. A- don't Matt say something. Don't just rub your head at me. <laughs> I was just in Nanjing, China, and they have a museum of uh, over there. There was a an event that happened. Uh, the Chinese imperialists, the army went over there, closed the gates to that capital, and it's called the Rape of Nanjing. I've never ever heard about it before until I went there. There's uh-huh. also a museum that goes along with that. But the Japanese imperialistic army just—I mean—they cut babies in half Jeez. and in quarters with swords. I mean, they made monks have sex with uh, you know nuns and oh. brothers have sex with sisters. I mean, they went through that town and they—and if you go to the museum, I mean, Tom Tom Rhodes told me he made the mistake of going there, and he goes, "After that, I was so depressed. I wasn't really in the mood for comedy." But it's so uh, it's pretty depressing. It's every bit as bad as what happened, uh, you know, in uh, the South and also uh, the Holocaust. But I've never heard about it yeah. before. So I was fascinated to learn about the, the rape of Nanjing. And I guess nobody wants, you know, the Jap- it was horrible what the Japanese did. To, I mean, they went came up through Suzhou and just shut the gates to the city and goes and they said, now you can't leave. And then game one. <laughs> Jesus. Brutal. Wow. Brutal. 
brutal. Yeah, you, hey. you want perspective, but you don't want too much perspective. You know, when yeah. you have to still keep going up and doing big jokes. I don't know. I, don't, I, I, don't know. Like, I feel like you should always have the cage rattled. I think you yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's I, true. I agree. Um, I think you need enough downtime to like, like get your brain recalibrated and not think about how horrible everything can be. Actually, this reminds <clears> me, our, our first, uh, one of the original co-hosts of the show is now a writer and cast member on SNL. And we didn't talk about this last week, but he had a great sketch that he co-wrote and starred in that uh, was the night before the Oscars based around the casting call for 12 Years a Slave. Just imagine like the white actors coming in, having to read the part and being like, no, nah, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that stuff. <laughs> like, just go off book. Just say what you feel like. No, nah, actually, I think I'm just going to stick to this. Yeah. Stick, yeah. No, I don't have a, any thoughts beyond the script. Nah, it's uh, a great it's, it's a great a really sketch. Good, we'll post it on, on probably science.com. We'll post it to Brooks's sketch. My my first thought is uh, when they were cutting those babies in half, did they find any teeth? <laughs> That's what I've been wondering. Segwaying into some science stories. <laughs> that's, that's what I've been wondering. You're talking about fetus and fetus? What are we getting into? Yeah, 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 we're talking. Uh, <laughs> no, I just wanted to do this shitty we, segue. We have, no, it's, we, have, we have listeners that sometimes send in stories via our Twitter handle, which is at probably science or, or probably science at gmail.com. I want to know about this. Yes, it's, it's Oh, crazy. well, this is, the, uh, so. Um, Set in by uh, Stephanie Olson. Stephanie Olson, uh, great listener. Uh, so, guys, uh, after a baby's brain kept getting bigger, Doctors investigated and found multiple teeth located in the infant's brain tumor. Teeth uh, grow anywhere, though. That's like a weird. The teeth like, and hair can sometimes be in in tumors, right? Isn't that that's seems yeah? Like well, you've I've, got I've also heard. there's also other stuff like the, the you get the I mean obviously the the what is it the parasitic twin stuff, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you get fetus. I think it's I think it's called fetus and fetus, which is where. And, I, and forgive me exactly how it starts, but basically you end up with a twin growing inside of like, you. Yeah, right? Fe- fetal matryoshka dolls, sort of like Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> kinda, of sure, yeah, baby. Right? sure, kind of that. Um, but that'd be like, a messed up doll set. It's just dead <laughs> Someone, cells. Someone's got to make that. <laughs> a fetus and a fetus and a fetus. <laughs> it's it's always just dead cells, but it's always hair and teeth. It's always those yeah. things. Well, this one's I guess it's unique because of the type of tumor it is. Um, yeah, the baby underwent surgery at University of Maryland Medical Center where doctors Narlin Beatty and Edward Ahn um, from that hospital and Johns Hopkins determined the boy had a craniopharyngioma, a benign brain tumor that develops near the pituitary gland, and uh, that is a rare kind of tumor that can grow to be larger than a golf ball. However, unlike other kinds of tumors, that one doesn't spread, and they said it's not every day you see teeth in any type of tumor in the brain, um, and in this type of tumor in particular, it's, it's unheard of. Uh, and what I wonder is, like, you put that under your pillow at night, you must get like, at least 10, 20 bucks, right? There must be... A no, that's a oh, heavy... Brain yeah. teeth? Brain tooth Brain, teeth, brain yeah. teeth get a lot of money. Okay. 10 yeah. to 1. Easy. Yeah, and 10 they're to huge one. collector's items. There's a big market for brain teeth. <laughs> yeah. There, there is quite a big collector's market for, like, for curios, for medical curios. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. They should do a Pawn Stars just about that kind of stuff. Like, I found yeah, didn't Michael Jackson... Well, they, 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 they have the oddity. The elephant shit. man. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. Michael Jackson wasn't he? Didn't he that, buy the bones? Is that the just elephant? rumor? What? How do you buy someone's bones? Is what no, I don't no, know. I don't know. But that would no. It, but someone said he had bid on the bones for the right, elephant from, man, uh, John Merrick. I think it's fair. Like I don't think it would be any sentence to start. Didn't Michael Jackson once have? <laughs> yeah, probably, 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 yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, probably. probably at some. Well, point we got to look the, that up. I'm a huge John Merrick fan. Um, is it John or Joseph? I always forget because one of them was the name of the character in the movie. One of them was the actual guy. They changed. It was such a subtle I like the change. David Lynch version. I'd like, to, I'd like to imagine him kind of bummed out, black and white, burlap sack head. So it's, uh, which one's the real? No, I think it's John, John. Mark. Okay. John Mark. Yeah. Google that. It's kind anyway, of like, why, why, why are you they... Googling that? This is my impression of John <laughs> Merrick if he was gay. I am not an animal. Well, sometimes I am. <laughs> 
Yeah, really? Nothing, nothing <laughs> right. All right. All right. Schubert with the spike. <laughs> Spiking it in there. Come on. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> no, no. You know, uh, John Merrick had a fucked up head. So did this baby. Because let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> um, um, Beatty, which was one of the one of these um, one of these scientists, said uh, this is not the first time that teeth have been found in a human brain. Um, since there have been appeared in uh, teratoma tumors, and those are also the type that can that can produce um, that can produce hair. Uh, this was a similar case for a young woman in India. Uh, she's 23 years old, and she was shocked when she found that the doctors had found two full-formed teeth in the tumor that she had, not in her brain, but in her eye. It's always India. Well, always India. People. Like every well, statistically, yeah. yeah. a billion Just people. A billion people. Yeah. They're up to a billion now, I think. I think they're over a billion. I think them and China are now both over a billion. Wow. They're just so racking up the probability game on weird yeah. stuff. Yeah, so that's you sort of, that's a, to, between the two countries, that's a third of the world. Yeah. Right. And then I think there are some things that would be considered birth defects here that are sort of uh, revered, so they aren't operated on, like having extra fingers, I think, in Indian culture is... Did I, did I just say something super racist? No, no, you did didn't. No, that there's the, no, it there's sounds like... I, I hear me know. out. I hear myself saying it out loud. No, <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> you know, they think they're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so, uh, real quick. No, there's yogis that are different things, like, and... That is revered. I'm serious. I really hope what I just said is true. No, I'm serious. There are oddities. <laughs> well, I think it's no, not that like us five white guys are going to really sort this out. Yeah, yeah it would have been super. It would have been super racist if you said the guy has six fingers. It's very lucky you get a job at the call center in Pakistan because you can work more buttons. That yeah, that would have been. That would have been. No, that would be an, a, hypothetically an example of racism. Of racism. That's extremely that's what I'm saying. lucky that no one said that. He's extremely lucky that no one wasn't said. No, I was just saying. I was giving an example. Of something that could have been racist. Could have it's not racist. That's what I was doing. Exactly. I was just saying you didn't say that, but you could have. So that's all. No, I was just giving you an example. Did I tell you guys? Uh, I tell you guys. I watched Schubert have a similar conversation out in an alley behind a reggae bar. One <laughs> Very awkward. I tell you guys. Uh, I was at a I was at a Mexican restaurant recently, and I um, I ordered. Uh, I, my waiter and I had developed some somewhat of a rapport, you know. Or cracking jokes to each other and stuff, and then he he brought over the check and um, the check uh, the check was uh, you know sometimes it says your server is like yeah. it's printed on the check absolutely so it said your server is Pedro um, and then I had, I paid and I had to use the bathroom I still had my receipt um, and I didn't realize like someone else was working the register they printed that off <laughs> logged in so so I went up to my server and I go hey Pedro where are the bathrooms. <laughs> And his name's not Pedro. And I looked like the biggest asshole just ever. You know. Hey, I always go with Amigo. Hey, Amigo. Where's the cabana? Where's no, the cabana? Amigo's the guy on the register. I don't know what you call the Amigo. El baño. Amigo, yeah. el baño. No, that's, that's, that's friend the bathroom. That's... <laughs> If, you have put you guys a comma been to, in there, that yeah. could also be an have insult. Have you guys been to Los Banos? <laughs> Los Banos. It's a town in California. I've done a show there. The bathrooms? The, bath, the yeah. bathrooms. The bathrooms. <laughs> and it like smells awful. It's right next to one of those huge cow things. Las Vacas. <laughs> yeah. Los Banos. I want to oh, talk about those... teeth and things. Yes, teeth and things. What else now here's, teeth grow uh, Well, Vagina Dentata, of course. It was a That's horrible. not a real not a thing. thing. That's it was not, a horrible movie made about it. It's, it's not a thing. The movie Teeth. Dude, totally not a thing. Totally yeah, possible. Not, not, vaginal, no, it's equally vaginal, possible. Vaginal, equally possible. Those teeth in a tumor? No, it's not a problem unless they have braces. That's when you got to get worried. You get down there, get eye to eye with some rubber bands and metal. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, you got to get braces. Yeah, you, gotta, like, you shouldn't be keeping these. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, she has vaginal dentata, but they who, very who takes care of that? An OBGYN DDS? Like, what's the, get, how hey, do you get hey, braces like I had to get that? two doctors down. Um, you know, in 1978, a young man named Doug Pritchard felt a sharp pain in his foot for several weeks before he decided to get it checked out. And uh, upon inspection, physicians found a tooth growing in his left foot. Um, however, those tumors, teratomas, uh, contain all the types of tissues found in early human development, meaning that they have the components of a human child. Uh, in contrast, uh, craniopharyngioma uh, only has one layer. Back, let's back up to the foot guy here. So if that has all the stuff of it, if you, if you pull in a back alley into dentist to come in there and yank that out, right? Right. Are you, are you aborting something there? It has all the tissue? Like yeah, that's creation like a, it's is like a, a level? Is that... It's like a foot milk, milk tooth, right? What's a, What's milk, a tooth? milk tooth? Oh, do you not call them that? No. The no. first, the first, what, what do you call the first teeth that you get when you're a kid that then Baby fall teeth. out? Baby teeth. All right. Milk teeth. You call them milk teeth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're always learning stuff. For nursing. Stuff. For the nursing. Yeah. For the milk teeth. <laughs> we're always learning stuff about British culture here. Milk teeth. Deciduous teeth, they're called. That makes it. I, I didn't know that shared the name of. Uh, it's deciduous teeth. Is, is that what they call? The Wikipedia entry comes up, also known as milk teeth, baby teeth, temporary teeth, but deciduous. I guess. Is See, what temporary teeth. I would. I would call temporary teeth like, you know, the ones you, the dentures that you get before you oh, make okay. ones. Up. I'd call. You know, what I call temporary teeth the ones you have in a tumor that's located in your foot because <laughs> you're gonna get <laughs> you're that thing pulled. Hoping they're I don't temporary. know. When did it start hurting him? Is it hurting because like the? Like well, the, he was 27. He, he said it hurted for a few weeks. Yeah, a few have weeks. A cavity? Please yeah, I don't know why it started hurting. It's a good call. Yeah, it's probably because of the tooth. Can in you the... just have a root canal, or do you have to like actually go in there? And... No, he says he kept stepping in gum. He kept stepping in gum. <laughs> I, go, I, I go, I don't want something going. I stepping gum. <laughs> <laughs> I see gum. I try to avoid. My foot goes right forward. I, got, I knew something was up. Then I got to look at. Uh, I don't great. believe that's what happened. <laughs> that's great. It's a hypothesis. A hypothesis. No, but so, um, so the these tumors they're they're much more uh, prevalent in um, in women than men. A lot of the tumors, the teratoma tumors, the ones that contain um, they contain like three types of the germ cells. So it's it'll have like your um, I don't know, like like yeah, skin, teeth, hair, stuff like that. They normally happen in the ovaries. Yeah. Um, Is this how a quato forms? What's a quato? It's the medical term for the bad guy in Total Recall. Who's oh, attached to the guy's yeah. stomach, and he's the leader of the rebellion. No, naturally, yeah, okay, naturally. That's how that's, you get a quato. That's how you. That's how you get a supervillain on your, on your. Yeah. How do we get those three titties, though? That's what I want to know. Uh, what kind of Seriously. disorder is that? Give, give me some of those. And they kept it in the new movie. Totally different plot. They did really? Yeah, still three titted girl. It's wow. the only thing I remember about the movie. I remember nothing else about Total Recall. I remember the Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it, right? Was he mm-hmm. in it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. There was yeah. that, and then there was the three titted alien. Are they remaking and that? They, they did. already did. Yeah, God, man. It was. I mean, I, they make remade Spider Man like three times in like well, that 10 was, years. That was a contractual thing where if Sony didn't make another Spider Man movie, they would lose the rights to the Spider Man franchise, and Marvel would own it again completely. Right. So they like, had to make something quickly. So like, we'll just make a shitty one with Andrew Garfield. Ended up doing really well, and now they're making sequels to that. But yeah, they, that wasn't like they thought it's time for a reboot. They were just like, we, we don't want to lose yeah, the rights. Maybe, it's like but, if, you, if you're sitting on the rights to this franchise and you don't use it, it reverts back to the original owners. Yeah, but I'd like I'd like to see the guy who okay's though say, yeah, let's do Blue Lagoon too. Yeah, <laughs> no, we lost. But I mean, who? Does, I mean, they keep remaking the same movie it's over just, and over again. You it's know? a business. They're like, what's a, what's a known entity that we can take no risk on and probably make money? What wait, we try wait. And, we'll try and pitch like train going into tunnel. 
Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Horse galloping. <laughs> right. <laughs> Naked man running uh, perpendicular to the camera. Yeah. How about that thing? Wasn't that a thing? Remember all those, like... A lot of the early ones were naked. Naked there were, guys running. Yeah, a lot of Well, early... they didn't know how to film clothes back then. Oh, okay. Right, right. The they didn't have the technology to photograph clothes. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of early film reels were completely nude, but not pornographic. No, no, it's like no, showing just, the mechanics just... of how the body works when you're running, but... Right, you see, nude what, people. you see what I'm talking about? I'm not crazy here. No, it's, okay, no one's. Like, I know exactly. Have, not only have I seen that, but I've actually have seen a modern remake of that one. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> of Naked Man Running, or seen several? Yeah, modern remakes of that one. Yeah, with Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, as the Naked Man. I think uh, MTV shows them quite a few of them late night. Mm. What mm. do you think, Oscar, Oscar Pistorius? What do, what do you think? Maybe, maybe he just uh, did what we all do when we hear a noise in the bathroom in the middle of the night, which is like get out of bed and start firing at your bathroom. <laughs> like totally possible, right? Totally possible. That's you the best way to handle it. Like, I go yeah, through yeah. three bathroom doors a week. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm constantly shooting at the bathroom. Well, my, the tank in the back of my toilet just keeps running, so sometimes I'll just shoot that inadvertently in the middle of the night. Like I hear yeah. something happening. Well, where, is, where is he from again? South, South Africa, Africa. gun loving yeah. South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. That was a, she was a beautiful. She was a beautiful girl. You're saying that as if they shouldn't have murdered she her. She deserved to live. She she did, her beauty did make it. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean. <laughs> she was so good looking. She was drawn she to the eye. The eye was attached to a hand, and a gun was in the hand. I mean, what is, yeah. you know, these are things. You know, uh, Oscar Pretorius definitely killed his girlfriend, but guys, did Dark Matter kill the dinosaurs? <laughs> 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 Jesse, you were my hero. Oh you were my, my hero. <laughs> you know, I've oftentimes wondered. Carrying the mantle of the bad segues. Well, you're not the only one to wonder that. A uh, new scientist. <laughs> A new scientist has also um, also wondered that. Um, you know, its name has always made it sound ominous, but uh, dark matter could have a menacing role in Earth's history. Um, a recent explanation for the identity of the mysterious stuff leads to a scenario in which it could be to blame for the extinctions of dinosaurs or at least a few extra comets shooting our way. Um, although the sequence of events connecting dark matter to dinosaurs or even comets is still pretty tenuous, it's intriguing because it brings together two big open questions, the identity of dark matter and whether there's a pattern to comet strikes on Earth. Um, and we talked about dark matter with uh, Professor Sean Carroll at Caltech. Yes. Uh, I think it was almost a year ago now. And I didn't really know much about it before that episode, but to my understanding, it is matter that has mass the way regular matter does, but it doesn't interact with traditional matter in any electromagnetic way so you can't yes. see it it can pass right through you but it still has mass so it has gravity yeah even though it's not so something they, we could ever well the way they've discovered these things is like if if you have uh, a bunch of planets orbiting something that it's the the that celestial body's gravity and mass should not be enough to hold that like they can detect it in ways like that like if a huge object is orbiting something that's not Big enough to justify holding. Big enough to justify a solar system. Okay. You know, if there's like a star in the middle or something like that, then then they have to explain it. Did you guys see the asteroid that was supposed to come close to Earth, and then they had they have images of it disintegrating as it comes into the? I mean, there was like the one that went over Russia. Russia? Yeah, as as it came in, it disintegrated. Was they said they didn't all disintegrate? They found some of it. Yeah, I think some of it did, but the one that like blew out windows because of the the sound of it burning up in the yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, the thing's crazy. But they had images of it just disintegrating, which they kind of baffled some scientists because they thought there was you know uh, oh yeah something else destroyed it. Oh, uh, like oh, I haven't heard that. I, yeah, yeah, conspiracy theory about uh, meteors and asteroids. Um, so wait, what's the theory though that this could have inv- been involved in the the extinction though? Well, uh, last year Lisa Randall and Matthew Reese of Harvard University and their colleagues came up with a model that suggests that there are thin, unseen disks of dark matter lurking within galaxies. I've or- always, I've always said time is a flat circle. Hey man, time is a flat all right, circle. all right, all right. 
man. I'm my own hero. No True Detective fans here? You guys aren't watching True Detective? I'm Nobody? behind on it. I'm, I'm super behind. Okay. Super behind. So behind I haven't seen the pilot yet. Yeah, he um, says time's a flat circle. That's been the quote everyone's been like acting like is profound. But like, what other kind of circles are there? Is there a non... Uh, mm. There's no... That's what a circle is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like an just, end on circle that looks like yep, just, look like just like line. Andy Wood to fact check poetry. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most Andy thing. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not that profound. Like violets aren't technically blue. All right. I mean, yes, I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. But <laughs> this poem is bullshit, and I think we should break up. <laughs> um, You've been reading my journal. Yeah. Uh, as, so as the solar system orbits the center of our galaxy, um, which is the Milky Way, uh, it bobs up and down on a roughly seventy million year cycle. Um, this means it would pass through such a dark matter disk every 35 million years. Uh, Randall and Reese noticed that this cycle was reminiscent of previous analysis of comet impacts on Earth, which revealed that they appear to spike every 35 million years. So, although Apache Crater record makes it hard for them to see a firm pattern, uh, they did wonder if there was a connection between cometary strikes and the solar system's passage uh, through the dark matter disk. Um, they look so at... Cr- oh, go ahead. Sorry. So no. the gra- you're saying that the gravitation of the dark matter with, with, as it's passing through is what's pulling things. It's what's pulling. We get more comets during those as we pass through those yeah, discs. Yeah, you get a stronger gravitational pull right. in the solar system, which it says uh, could disrupt the... Um, I'm going to mispronounce this. It Ort, seems like it should be Ort, easy to cl- say. cloud? Double O-R-T cloud. Which is this distant collection of frozen material that's thought to surround the solar system and produce some comets... Including comet I- Ison, which last year caused a star as it flew towards the sun, the disk is more dense, so the effect of the gravitational force is bigger. Uh, says Randall. Um, and then after that, they looked at craters on Earth larger than 20 kilometers that were created in the last 250 million years. Comparing their ages with the 35 million year cycle of the bobbing solar system showed that in some cases, a spike in the frequency of comet strikes closely overlapped passing through the disks, but in others, it didn't. Was it that was it that the the dark matter pulls in more meteors, and that's why they're saying that there were exactly more meteors what, yeah. that it hit the Earth and that increases the, the gravitational force, type. Or was it that the gravitational uh, increase made all the dinosaurs you know feel fatter no. than they normally did? <laughs> and they just took their own lives. I think what happened is the dark matter killed the dinosaurs because when they discovered dark matter, it blew their fucking minds. Yeah, so yeah, much. Tiny their minds were so small they their minds tiny peanut, brains. peanut-sized brains, and it just blew their minds, man. Just like a puffed kernel. Of it was really heavy. Yeah, yeah, it was super heavy for them. They were just laying in fields, staring at the stars, <laughs> thinking about it, man. Bunch of T Rexes with their heads together in a circle. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> what does it all mean, man? <laughs> I like, I like, I like your description too of dark matter. With is this, uh, you know, it exists as an interacting thing else because it, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's there. It's there. Uh, it's like Mennonites. You know, it's like they're there. <laughs> they just don't interact. They don't, they don't really interact, yeah, but they yeah. do affect things. You know. <laughs> so I always get Mennonites and Amish mixed up. The same thing. An, Am- the an same Amish thing. is a Mennonite. Okay, if so you think about it in like order, a subset. You have Mennonites, yeah, Amish are a subset, and Quaker and all that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those are the, just the ones that they're they're into Jesus, but they don't punch people. That's their whole deal. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, they, they there's live the, there's the technology. Quakers, yeah, the, the, Quakers yeah. are there's also no techno- Mennonites. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no technology. But the Quaker guy Mennonites. beat the shit out of me The Quakers do technology, right? The Quakers, Quakers guy beat the shit. Well, you yeah. probably How do they, couple. like, no, the Quakers, the Quaker, can, yeah. Quakers Their oats can, have a website. Yeah. <laughs> no, Quakers yeah. aren't anti-technology, I think. They're right. just pacifists. Well, even, and, like, the Amish now, though, like, if you get into, like, rural Pennsylvania and that stuff, they go to job sites, you know, where they do construction, and they use, like, Nextels and that kind of, you know, like, two-way radios. They're making those fireplaces. On the job site, and then they turn... All that in when they go back to the oh, okay. creepy compound. But they still like I to the butter. Well, house. I was in um, upstate New York a couple of weeks ago, 
doing some college gig and and on the drive to the college I passed several and drive there and drive back I passed several wagons like Amish wagons and it was freezing like it was a good 10 degrees 15 degrees below freezing <laughs> what the big beers are for but you mu- they must like there must have been at least a bit of them in their f- exposed to the element freezing driving snow on the cart, trundling on the road, watching me go past yeah, in a but, rented Hyundai, going, maybe we've got it wrong. Yeah, but there's, yeah, but but but, but that's how they're they're raised with this idea that that's you know uh, that 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 the punishment or what, and that punishment yeah. is not the word I want. Is, um, is there a week where before they become adults, Rumspringer, yeah. they get to go into town yeah. and do know, meth. They get to go they, into town and become meth. meth. I sleep with a couple hookers, and then so. when they come back. They leave all that behind, or they or they don't. The, well, that's what that reality show is based on. Yeah, they have the choice. I'm springing right. Yeah, but yeah. my my point to you with the part of them going don't I you know why yeah. don't I have it wrong? Like I know people that refuse to get a dishwasher because I wash my own dishes. I don't need right. no it's machine to do it for me. Decided, yeah. It's a similar mindset. That's how they were raised. You know, hard work's real work. You know, you ain't exactly. got no cows on your hand, you ain't a man. Like yeah, that idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, well, that it's mentality not... can be ingrained in anyone. Yeah. I mean, you've already convinced them on everything that else that goes into Amish. It's hard... Not hard to jump that you know just that one freezing your of ass like, off carriage versus car is better for you. That's not hard to convince. It's not like the, unlike the Luddites who just resisted the industrial revolution, the machines, and you know. It yeah, wasn't that more of like a John Henry kind of like. Uh, what was the actual reason that Lud? It was a labor dispute. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a. It's like less of a religious thing and more of a political. Yeah, social. that was a man versus machine. Yeah, kind of that's thing. what I thought it was at least. Yeah, and and worker versus the uh, man versus yeah. the big corporation. That's what it was. Yeah, this is uh, actually Matt's coming to work on the show that I work on this coming week, Ridiculousness. Do you guys know that show? It's a clip show at MTV. That's uh, it's like Tosh now, kind of like just they show clips of uh, funny things happening, and then the host makes jokes about it. And everything's in categories of clips. And one of the categories that we were trying to get past was uh, just like funny things happening. Uh, with Amish people and the category was going to be called Time Travelers <laughs> and it would work if they would be allowed to like put in graphics of like a Stargate opening and like the carriage coming through to the modern time like it's a very high concept uh, and lowbrow idea but I don't think it's ever going to happen <laughs> time tra- like, think of that as Time Travelers just cracks me up for some reason that, <laughs> so they could be the future yeah. and they're still in the horse yeah, and yeah. buggy like they are like Matt Salm in, the, in Pennsylvania I've yeah. always been fascinated with why why then you know, like what? Why? What was the? Because they're stuck. They're stuck in this one time. But right? that was advanced for its time. So why was that the time? Yeah, right. that, yeah, that's a good so, point. But like, what made that be that? Like going like any technology earlier than eighteen eighty is evil, but anything before that's they're still fine with like hinges and right. Yeah. 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 So, but but the screw in and in the nails. in in the way you know orthodox and that those kind of thinking uh, uh, lays out. Would it be that the further you go back, the more true you are? It's like the less technology. I have no idea. Like, yeah, where does it? Where so does like, it I don't even use wheels, man. That's right. how much faith I got. Yeah. I, don't, I don't use wheels. Fire. Yeah, fire. fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Like, Enjoy your iPhone and your fire. Yeah. Like, you hunt and gather? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what are you? We're just like, we, we just gather in this community. We just gather. Yeah, because we have faith. Um, yeah, clothing is a pretty arbitrary, pretty new thing to the to the species yeah. relatively the last few thousand years. Why wouldn't that be something you'd be? Yeah, they've they've picked an arbitrary time and they've decided that. But I was talking about this the other day about because I, I was raised Jewish and Judaism, the different sort of sects of sects of Judaism, the distinction isn't really like differing beliefs. The difference is more at what level do you go? Ah, now this is bullshit. 
because oh, it, it sort right. of, yeah. it, like yeah. Judaism is sort of categorized in terms of orthodoxy. Like, so it's like the people okay, who okay, are yeah. super literal, and then the people who follow a bit less of it, and then there are people who like let men and women be in the synagogue together, and then there are people who let the women be rabbis, and like, and it's just like it's just it's, a general loosening of the nonsense, and it, like everyone is categorized by the point at which they go. Ah, now that's bullshit. So well, that, 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 that does bullshit. that too. That's interesting. Well, it's like whether a Van Halen fan recognizes Sammy Hagar or even Gary Sharon. Right. You know, exactly. like sure. the, the Orthodox Van Halen fans would be like David Lee Roth. Then some people would be like, okay, well, fifty one fifty was pretty good, but the guy from Extreme that doesn't count. And then like and his son's most... playing bass now. <laughs> right. Like yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. What's canon? <laughs> so you're saying, yeah. you're saying the, the guy from Extreme, like that would be the Garden of Eden story. Like, that, that would, would no be, the opposite. I'm saying the, if you're like if you're like a literalist, then you're only David Lee Roth. And if you're more liberal with the Van Halen stuff, you'll be like, okay. Okay, that one with Gary Sharon was tolerable. Like I can, I can include that in the that's like the New Testament. Okay, of, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Sure, the rest is sort of expanded universe, yeah. like a uh, Van Halen fan fiction. And and yeah, David Lee Roth was sort of a, an unforgiving, like a merciless, vengeful god of of the Van Halen universe, and Gary Sharon's the more loving. Sure, uh, literally dressed like a yeah. captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mecca so, and Medina. I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I jumped to the Quran. Are we alright? <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. Totally fine. Um, so. Uh, so this is a possible theory. Um, n- neither the disc theory or the, of dark matter or the comet strike frequency uh, have been confirmed. It was about 66 million years ago that the comet that was linked to the extinction of the dinosaurs happened, which doesn't quite coincide with the solar system passing the disc, but it's close. Um, well, aren't the discs hypothetical as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the the recently launched Gaia telescope will map the motion of a billion stars in the Milky Way. Uh, and because dark matter should affect their motion, examining the stars in the region where the disks should be uh, will help reveal whether there is more dark, ma- ma- dark matter there. So we might know in a few years' time, have a better mm. idea of whether there's dark matter there. Mm. Are we going to get hit with more meteors or not? What are we saying? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Are we coming close to the 37 million year mark? I think. What are the chances we we'd be actually We're just a million years away from it, so, so everybody close, set, so you set your calendars. <laughs> everybody prep. <laughs> well, no, Daylight Savings Time messed with it, though. Yeah. Well, how yeah, does yeah, this work? Like oh, no, yeah. No. We'll never get this right. No. Oh, man. I do uh, get uh, angry at losing an hour, and I shouldn't, because it makes very little difference, particularly to my life where I'm... Well, dude, how would you like to be born in a leap year? Yeah. You yeah. want to get to celebrate your actual birthday every four years. Yep. You're 40 and you're still getting you, you shoots a, and ladders for Christmas. <laughs> are you a February birthday. 29th birthday? No, no, March 28th. I had a teacher growing up who was February 29th birthday, though. So technically our teacher was like seven years old. Yep. Or seven. She'd had seven birthdays. You can't say she's seven years old. Yeah. When can they... When can you she'll legally get a big wheel before she's buy... 40. Yeah. Here's a big wheel. Happy birthday. When can you legally buy alcohol? Like when... If your birthday hasn't Yeah, do you happened. have to... Can you buy it on the 28th? Or you have to wait till the 1st of... Oh, I see. Oh, that's oh. interesting. Yeah. Like the, the day you turn 21 in America. It would have to be the 1st. Yeah. But that, but that wouldn't be correct, would it? Because it it'd be like the... It would be the 4th or 5th because it would reset. Well, no. I mean, it would still right? be the... Well, you're dealing with the guy at 7-Eleven. <laughs> and I don't think he's going to pop out the calculator. And uh, I just think March 1st. Yeah, he would, yeah, he would see March 1st and yeah, just go with it. Yeah. Just go with it, yeah. That's what you would get. Speaking of which, uh, we were talking about this the other day, Ides of March. Uh, I, I didn't know if that was a thing that every month has, an Ides. And uh, you were saying it, 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 yeah, it just means the middle of the month? I can't remember. I don't know if it's middle, specific yeah. to March. Or I'm what trying to remember now means. what the... Um, no, 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 it's definitely not specific. Yeah, because beware... Because the, then it would just beware be called the, the Ides. Ides of March. It's Ides of March. March. Yeah, yeah. 15th, right? But no one ever talks about the, the Ides of July or something, you know? I do. Something probably happens well, then. that's because it wasn't... It's not in a famous Yeah, I'm, trying, right. not a I'm trying to remember what the... Uh, oh, the Ides of July are brutal for me every year. Yeah. Here we go. I'm trying to remember... Yeah, the Roman calendar... 
measures, so I guess same way as the Roman counting system measures backwards and forwards from markers. Uh, so, so the, the three the fixed points. There we go. The, the Ides, the known or known as, and the calends. Hence, I'm guessing that's where the word calendar came from. Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that sounds about right. It's like a Twain. Science. You know, it's like yeah. Mark Twain. Oh, Mark Two, uh, right? What's the? They're Twains, or what? They're Mark Twain. I forget what Mark Twain means. I thought just Mark. It meant Mark Two. Like someone was like yelling out the depths Does from the Twain front of a ship. Two means like, it was if like you two fathoms. Cut something I think it was. Twain, yeah. Is that what the measurement? It was two fa- yeah, I think it was. Um, if I remember right, it's something to do with a way. It was either measuring depth or it was measuring speed. Like I not thought you meant the front depth. of a steam depth. like a ship depth. on the Mississippi measuring right. depth and, to make and sure and you they drop it. It's the number of yeah. Number yeah. of each time it goes down two fathoms, you we mark should just it. This stop is... recording every time we have one of these things. Look it up, then come back just and come be back experts go. on it. Yeah, and act I think, like we uh... knew it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, we we're talking about that. Uh, we we're talking about that at brunch today. That's the Pawn Stars technique. Oh, discussing yeah, that yeah, earlier yeah. about how like they don't know shit They're about any of that. Google They're just going to go Google in. it. We That's how editing works. Again, the pronunciation Port P A W N. The the reality show is said in a pawn shop rather than the Pawn Stars technique. Right. No, Pawn, pawn P- Stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Not that they didn't know that they were making that stupid pun when they named that's it that, the, of course. Therein yes. lies yeah. the joke. But then, um, but yeah, they, all of those shows, and they, they just bullshit. The other one, the Storage Wars ones, where they, they go through the thing, and then they they're sort of they get to look at it and see whether they've made or lost money on what they've bid for the storage set. And they go, oh, okay, that's a TV, that's uh, $64, and that's a telescope, but that's 150 We're watching it once with Emery, uh, and we just sort of started pausing it and googling those items and they, they weren't even close to the amounts they were just it was purely arbitrary because <laughs> they, they don't go sell them all in that episode they say we estimate this he is may, what yeah. it's worth yeah, but I mean basically money, you're right? trying to entertain people who would sit in their house and watch people bid on storage <laughs> yeah. facilities I mean yeah. kind of life and also <laughs> I mean do you have do you gotta I mean then there's Texas storage wars and they do it in every yeah. it's like come on yeah. real, it's like the real housewives or whatever well, the storage like, like, he, lost, he lost $500 on this deal and you're like yeah but he made, he got paid by the production crew Right, like you that in five end. grand for doing the episodes. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Armenian storage wars because yeah. that's the one where they start uh, finding, you know, blondes. <laughs> oh, it's like it the just, wire. It's really dark. It's no, no. Detective. Yeah, That'd be a hilarious up, yeah. storage wars. They open it up and it's just a bunch a of harem. <laughs> yeah, dead oh. harem. Horrifying. I mean, I don't mean hilarious, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it, the premise is. You guys, I can't believe. Oh, true detective. It's already you know, six a lot of uh, final episodes tonight, and you guys don't even care. Oh, I, you know, know, I gotta wait till those shows go on to like iTunes and stuff, and then I just nah, download, I do the watch the whole season. Just gotta watch it straight up uninterrupted. You know, it's on HBO Go. Watch them all at once. It's you amazing. know, uh, the interesting thing about a lot of uh, things like harms that we we're just talking about, sex work and things like that, is they uh, they get those girls hooked on heroin so they don't leave. Not always. Well, a lot of times they do, Matt. And let me tell you take something. Your passport. Good strategy. Uh, oh, are you segueing? I'm sorry. <laughs> did you know that um, soaring drug argue. deaths have turned uh, have turned the focus on an anti overdose drug? Is that something that you guys what? knew? A drug that can stop overdoses. A drug that can more. stop overdoses. Yeah. Um, it's a needle of self control. No, there's there's a new drug on the market called um, naloxone. Naloxone. Uh, it's sold under various trade names, including Narcan. Um, it could prove to be a game changer in stemming an alarming rise in deaths from prescription opiates and heroin in the U.S. and the U.K. Um, it's long been stocked in ambulances and emergency rooms in both countries, but making it available to those who are often um, making it available to those like the police and drug takers and their friends and family, it's proving a little controversial. 
Um, some argue that having a safety net can make drug users more reckless, and some efforts to pass laws to distribute uh, the, uh, naloxone uh, more widely have stalled. That sounds like the logic where people like where you know zealots don't want to have kids have have condoms. condoms. Yeah, the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, condoms and also the um, uh, HPV vaccine was the other thing I was yeah, thinking. Where they're yeah. like, we can't give these kids the HPV vaccine because then they'll want to have sex. Because that, that's what a fourteen, fifteen year old who's oh, right. maybe it's, about it's, to have sex is thinking. Like, oh, not, cervical cancer in yeah, forty five years time. Brutal yeah. cervical like, that's cancer. That's the thing that's, that's cervical. It's adorable. Yeah. Fuck you. So the argument that that's the thing that's stopping it. And again, and with this, it's, it's fucking awful. The politicians, who's the guy in Maine who's doing this? Paul LePage. The governor of Maine is one of the, who vetoed a bill that would have expanded access to the drug in the state. Uh, and he, he said it, what is, he said it would make it easier for those with substance abuse problems to push themselves to the edge or beyond. Like, yeah, only, again, only if the ambulance gets there in time. I mean, you know, yeah. you're counting on the fact that the city government's going to run like clockwork. And, what is it, three minutes? And, yeah, they're, saying, yeah, they're saying they're going to make it available to the public, though, yeah, right? So but they could, but yeah. even still, like, it's not like... It's not like but, a logical decision you make about whether you're going to take a well, here's lethal my dose of And then also, uh, one of the research... Sorry, go for it, Matt. What are you going to say? Well, my question is... is how does the drug work? I guess is the question because, like, well, would you take it, it before? It, but what, 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 what it, it does, when you're about to OD, it's a nasal spray or an because injection. Because you're scared of needles. You need the nasal spray. A nasal if you spray OD on heroin, you don't want a needle. Yeah, it yeah. binds with the opiate receptors in the brain, which repels the dr- repel the drugs that users have taken and send, but sends them into an instant and painful withdrawal. Uh, one person described it as the worst flu of his life. Uh, it's accompanied by sweats and chills, vomiting and aches. Uh... And so, again, like, this is like not... morning after pill. Yeah, this is not something that someone would kind of go, oh, I could just take as much heroin as I like, and if I OD, I'll take this. No, you'll feel as bad as you've yeah. ever felt in your yeah, life. Yeah, providing your heart doesn't explode it, before what, you're able to administer exactly. the navel spray, you know? At right. what point, at what point in, the, in an overdose do you go, quick, get me my spray? Right, like, exactly. exactly. Well, it's, I don't it's, understand. It's clearly, it's, more, it's, it's for else. people around you. It's like, you know, if you're, if you are... If you're you turning know, a bit blue... If you are a care, care worker or whatever. Like, who, hey, he, his yeah. lungs are failing. And they're like, yeah. oh, shit, this person's about uh, ODing. Then you give them the spray, and they don't die, but they still feel about as bad as they've ever felt in their life. Um, so it has, like, a lesson in it, yeah. too. It's like a built-in. Yeah, it, it basically. Yeah. They, they, they should have stressed that in the bill. It's like, you know, it's like, like beating them, man. You know? Anyone who opposes those laws. And also there's um, quite a few states and quite a few different places now. Got, I, think, I think they're called, like, Good Samaritan laws or something like that, where... Uh, um, no, not because uh, laws where you like amnesty laws where if you report an overdose, you're not you can't be uh, you, they don't arrest you. Yeah, because that's another thing that often happens in places where that law doesn't happen. Right, well, it's like your you friend can... ODs and you're like, I need to call. I should call nine one one, but if I do, then I'm going to get arrested for being in a house with drugs, and I can't do that. So then they they panic and the friend Just dies. Leave, yeah, yeah. Well, it's so, like how you can drop your baby off at the uh, with the fireman there. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Okay. Safe place drop-off. Safe place drop-off. The one thing I will say, though, is you have to make sure it's a legit fireman and not one of the stripper firemen. No, absolutely. I've left several babies with strippers, and, and? it's um, they always get grouped in. Do you have to set the baby on fire first, or is that just to make sure they come out quickly? That's to make sure they come out oh, okay. there. Yeah, you, you can put them in a tree or something, like any of the fireplaces. I yeah. didn't think about tree. No. Yeah, not even think. Or wow. wedge them in, wedge them in wow. some railings. Like yeah. any of the things that firefighters... Well, you dress right. them like... I mean, you dress the baby like a cat and pop them in a tree, right. and then just get out of there. Um, guaranteed yeah. to be found. Adorable. Really Adorable feel bad abandonment. about um, So, guys, right now, prescription drug um, deaths 
have uh, this year have, they've overtaken um, automotive deaths. Yeah, really? it's, well, that's the cycle. That's why you're having this heroin abuse problem is because everybody gets hooked on the opiates. The doctors cut them off. Heroin's much cheaper on the street, and that, that it's that, insanely cheap. It's insanely cheap. I mean, it's, but there's a. The, I mean, the the batch that uh, Philip Sumer Hoffman had was called a uh, Theraflu or whatever it's treating, but it's mixed with a cancer paint for they give the minister cancer patients who are dying. It's such a, but they mix that with the heroin. It's responsible for like 100 deaths on the East Coast. Yeah, but, ever but, since his death, it seems like everyone's been uh, putting out these stories, like well, first person accounts of what heroin addiction is like and the things that it, lead you to. I mean, you're talking about your next door neighbor. I mean, this is very, I mean, people yeah. are doing, I know people that were doing like 10 Vicodins a day going, yeah, I mean, not just going to trash your body and your kidneys, but then once your doctor says no more, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, that's a, that's a. Yeah. That's what I, I was reading an article. Like someone was talking about the yeah. progression of how they got from pills to heroin, and it was it was very subtle because like I, I had an ear infection a couple weeks ago. I got some Vicodin. And I'm like, this feels great. It seems to be consequence free. I could do this a lot. You know, there's a, there's a great story about shooting up that involves two famous comedians. I've heard the story from both of them, so I know it's actually authentic. But you know. Uh, I guess Mike McDonald, who was a rec- is a recovering addict, but at the time he had run into Sam Kinison. From Mad TV, Mike McDonald? No, 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 no. The Mike McDonald, the Canadian comic. He's been around. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, he's a legendary cat. Been, you probably Yeah, I know. worked with him in Chicago yeah, uh, when yeah. I first got in the country. Yeah, my, and he's a great guy. I, Very I see, I see him. I see him at the Montreal. But he told me this story that was freaking hilarious because uh-huh. it involved Sam Kinison. And I guess at this point when they were like, you know, Involved in that thing, they're both you know clean, but he shot Sam up for the first time, uh-huh. and he says, "Just so I can see you getting ready." And Sam's and Sam's going back, like getting ready to like throw up, and Michael recognized the look, and he grabs him by his lapels, and he pulls him in close. He goes, "The devil said one more soul, and I get mine back," and then he just pushed him, kissed <laughs> and fucking puked all over the place, and uh, never did heroin again. Uh, but that was, uh, we were talking about that. I'm sorry. Did I, did so if, I, you can, if you can just have that person come around, it, it does a better job than this drug at getting you out of yeah, your if, overdose. Yeah, if you if you do heroin and it's going bad, if you could just hang out with pre-supervillain Joker. What yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> more soul the devil said I get mine back, which is a pretty creepy thing to say to a guy who's getting ready to. That's but, just creepy sober. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just a creepy, yeah, yeah. Just a creepy thing but, to hear. Uh, you know, but you it, hung with that crowd. You were in like the, the sort of outlaws of comedy. No, crowd, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I tore with Sam for five years, but I remember Sam telling me that story, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And then I was up in Montreal, and I asked Mike McDonald, but he goes, yeah, yeah back in the day, I remember, and he retold the story. And the way he told the story is fucking hilarious, but I just never forget that line. Was, the was it- said, one more soul, and I get mine back, and then he just let him go, and he fucking... Bleh. So was that a pretty common thing in the comedy world back then, or was it just coke? Uh, you know, or was no, it, was I the... mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, Lenny Bruce did it. I mean, obviously, it's well documented, but... Uh, also, by then, Kinison was more in the music scene than the comedy scene to a large extent, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was early like on. I mean, that was early on. I mean, that was something that happened, like, early before I think he became, like, you know, he was on his way up. And yeah, he, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of did something like that. But, but uh, yeah, he was hanging out. There was plenty of other stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, sure. Me, you know. Were you uh, friends with Bill Hicks, too? Uh, no, I, I knew, uh, you know, I'm a fan of Bill Hicks, and I met him about six months before he passed away, and we had talked, and, you know, it was a quite an extensive conversation, but I didn't yeah. realize at the time he was sick, but about six months later, he was dead. But, yeah. He was three years younger than me when he died. I can't believe it. Yeah. My buddy, uh, my buddy Dave um, worked with Bill quite a bit, and all of his, uh, apparently all of his porno stuff that he talks about being like a super porn addict is completely true. 
I but, didn't know that was part of Hicks's. Uh, oh, he talks about ads. it all the time. Yeah, he talks like about he had a whole wing in his house, a whole building on a porno wing, and what what's going to happen when he dies and his mom's looking through his stuff, you know. And um, so, but of course, this is pre-internet. You have VHS tapes right. that are fifty bucks a piece that come in the absurdly large. I just bought a porn like <laughs> box, you know, and uh, and he would travel with these like in a suitcase. He had like a porn suitcase. <laughs> And he would just, after set sometimes, it's like after he got sober, he would go back and just watch porn in his hotel room. And it's like, that's so, it's so like weird. like a connoisseur of it. Yeah, it was very much, very much a connoisseur. Pours himself a cognac, has a smoking jacket. In his yeah, yeah. And it's just What's wrong with that? Partakes, yeah, partakes that in some do? pornography. No, he had it's great stuff about it. Um, great stuff. Nick Doody, who was on the sh- show when I was in the UK, uh-huh. uh, got to open for him as a student. Wow. Uh, when it, like, Hicks was coming through Oxford... Nick interviewed him for the student uh, paper. There's the recording of it he put out recently because he found it on a cassette oh, tape. Uh, and, um, and he recorded this interview. And in the, of course, the interview, he mentioned that he was doing comedy himself. Slightly exaggerated his level of experience. <laughs> and they got on really well in the interview. And it finished with, with Hicks asking him if he wanted to do some time up top. Which he did and then died horrendously. <laughs> like he just, yeah, yeah. I have that he, CD, the Oxford... The Hicks, if you have Hicks that, if you have that copy, album. the voice at the beginning, the slightly nervous, like ladies and gentlemen, where he slightly garbles the intro, that's Nick. Wow, we're going like, please welcome the the Mr. Bill Hicks. Like, that's <laughs> that, that, right. a very that's young. It's a very young Nick Duty. Wow. Like, uh, awesome. Yeah, I just Age, assumed like, it was like nineteen a student, or something. Student coordinator or something. Yeah. No, he it was. There was Nick after not doing. I th- I think Nick. Um, there's a podcast that he put out. Um, he used to do this uh, podcast called Doubling Up with Rob Heaney as another comic and uh, Tara Flynn is on this one too is another friend of ours who mm-hmm. is about to be out in LA and he taught he, where they played the whole of that interview but beforehand Nick talks to you through exactly what happened and there was a uh, you check it out I think it's still online but nice. there was a folk band that was opening for him called Balloon so this folk band went up first and did a, about half an hour to an increasingly angry audience mm-hmm. then Nick goes up um, and he doesn't des- make them any less. Angry. Well, he <laughs> describes it as this folk band play for a long time. Then they have a break. Then the audience gets back, and then the lights go down, and a guy in a black shirt with dark hair walks onto the stage. The crowd goes crazy, and then disappointed, angry. <laughs> they realize that it's not the thirty-something oh. American guy; it's a nineteen-year-old, oh, twenty, twenty-year-old college kid. Wow. Um, and he like struggling through his maybe fifteenth gig because he said like he'd been doing comedy for two years or something, but that's as a student, right? <laughs> so you like open do- mics around town, yeah. You're getting right. coffee shops and then sold and, out like the theater. student, or- yeah, and then the student like comedy organization or whatever. God, I don't know if you heard this story. It's a pretty frame. Uh, I-, I don't know if it's famous in in the UK. I asked a friend of mine who does the UK all the time. I mm-hmm. said, "What is the main difference between those audiences and American audiences?" And he goes, "I'll tell you a story, and you probably have heard it." But uh, Eric Douglas. Uh, is... I've heard the story, and I've also heard someone claim that they made it up. Oh, really? It's a great story. Tell the story to... first. No, the, yeah. the story. Well, uh, first off, it's it, it's too brilliant to sound made up. It, it uh, seems like one of those things. But he was on stage. Eric Douglas, who was Michael Douglas's younger brother, Kirk uh, okay. Douglas's son, 
and he had done stand up in Boca Raton, and he had a dog. He's very high maintenance kind of open mic guy. Yeah. And he was on stage in the UK. He had a dog. I don't understand. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just he would like when I saw him in Boca and stuff. I said, "Who's this guy?" And I said, "Oh, it's Michael Douglas." But he yeah. had his dog. It was very high maintenance. But someone said he's on stage and he's not doing terrifically well. And in fact, someone says, "Get off stage! You suck." And he goes, "You know who I am." I'm Kirk Douglas' son. And it's like now you can hear a pin drop and about 30 seconds goes by and some guy stands up in the audience and goes, I'm Kirk Douglas' son. <laughs> so across the room goes, I'm Kirk Douglas' son. And then someone pops up, I'm Kirk Douglas' son. There's about 20 people that stand up and say that. Uh, and it was just like, how you can never recover from that. That's fucking hilarious. If somebody Walk made up. that up. That's brilliant. But I swear to God, yeah. that sounds... See, Mickey Hutton swears blind he invented it. But I've also heard other people claim they were there that night. I don't know what the yeah, truth is. Either way, it's a great story. Yeah. 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 Wow. wow. The one that I do know did happen, and I won't name the comic because he's still around. But he's not great. Uh, but it was a... Uh, he was struggling at this gig late in live, which is in, at the Edinburgh Festival. And it starts at 1 a.m. And it's notoriously a difficult show. And he wasn't doing well at all, as is often the case. And I think this is just for just brutal honesty of an audience member. Just went, like, he just went, fuck you, I've been doing this for 16 years. And someone just went, really? Which is <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> just, it was just the most honest reaction. Just no hostility, just, huh. Wow. <laughs> just, just no return. I wouldn't have thought it. You know who's not going to be getting that reaction on stage? Go, uh, go for it. it. Comes. Here Zach it comes. Galifianakis, Pat Oswald, Tig Notaro, and Reggie Watts, who are all doing a show um, in memory of, of Suzanne Kroll, the late wife of a good friend of mine, great comic, Peter Sprite. Uh, and all the proceeds are going to the charity Survivor's Truth. It's happening April 1st. It's called Crollapalooza. And you can go to probablyscience.com and we'll link to that if you want to buy tickets to that. April 1st is That's a great at the show. Wiltern here in LA. The Wiltern, yeah. And there you're going to have even more guests than that. But that's pretty huge. Zach Galifianakis, Pat Oswald, Tig Notaro. That show should already, like, just sell out with those. I would people. hope it will, yeah, but I just wanted to spread yeah, the word on you here. Go to that show. That's well, be you know, ridiculous. you know how it would sell out quicker, probably, is if the Wilterns website was sponsored by Squarespace. It was Squarespace that would be powered a, by yeah? If they if powered only by they built their site on the greatest platform, the greatest platform, because not only can you do an online portfolio, great online portfolio, but guys, you can also sell things now. I mean, you can make a little so Squarespace. They got, like, they got the option to have a marketplace. They have a Squarespace marketplace. I mean, these guys, ah, oh, just incredible. Well, how would incredible. you guys know that? You, you surely you had no direct experience with Squarespace, the platform. It's funny you should ask that. Actually, our our podcast website, probablyscience.com, it's Get powered by here. it's powered by Squarespace. No way, and that's how able to put it together. That's how I easy it is. And I found that incredibly easy to use. I thought you had had someone custom build us. Probably would have thought that. Nope, I just chose a template off of the many great ones you can choose from over at Squarespace. So that has to be expensive. Surely Very it's expensive. Affordable. And you know what? If you, you use make the a offer code, probably. So you can use to make a marketplace. I can make a marketplace? Can, yep. On that marketplace, could I maybe sell heroin and or the drug that keeps me from overdosing on Either it? one. You could do either have anything no you want. You have control over what you sell. That yeah, is fantastic. Listen, I should news. probably get one of these websites everybody's talking about. <laughs> <It's a pretty laughs> good well, Jimmy Schubert, you should get one of these websites. Let me tell you yeah, something, I don't, Jimmy I don't think the internet's going away. If you use offer soon. code probably science, you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Also, you get a free month trial. You can't go wrong. It's I mean, nice. we're talking 24-7 customer support. Yep. The Care Bear layer. The Care, care Bear layer. Yeah, in New York. What? They'll take care of you. That's what they call themselves. That's the how committed what? these people are to taking care of you. Uh, they like, they like like humiliate themselves with a ridiculous name. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. it like bronies? At the age of customer service. That's exactly they what it is. They might all be bronies. I'm not sure. What's a brony? Like... It's a dude that's into My Little Pony. 
It's become a what thing. What the fuck are you talking reason. about? Yeah, it's no, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's it was a thing. a thing that's been around forever, and somebody is made it a, a thing that or something that went crazy. Is but. it a thing that like we have to be cool about, tolerant about? No, I think because no, that's right not that. No, I think you're still open to judge. Still open to judge. Well, no, because that judgment's open. That is a choice. Yeah, my little pony is not in our DNA. No, no, that's yeah, it's a choice. You're allowed. I, I'm going to give then you permission. But then I don't know. The way like lifestyle shaming. Well, you're right. You're right. No, I don't mean it. I don't mean it that way. But I mean, at what point? I mean, I'm going to be honest. I like. I'm. I'm not proud of this, but I judge furries. Okay. I judge furries. Yeah. Sure. I prefer to look. I know at we've furries. probably got. We, I know we have furry listeners, and I'm sorry. I slightly judge you. I try not to. Do we know that for a fact? Or you're just I, saying I just numbers think on the balance wise, of probab- okay. probability. No, I think the probability chart. We probably have ten furries that yeah. listen. Um, really? Probably. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's a. And I apologize. Furry, I'm sorry. I don't hate you. So write in and tell me. I'm just curious if there are any out there. I'm a huge fan. Of well, I, I just know very little about it. The What's furries. The they make. They make love to each other dressed in bunny costumes. Not even necessarily make love to each other. Just like they walk around in them. And you know what? I. I, I feel I'm going to stop judging. I'm going to learn to keep more open. Hey, and bronies, uh, Matt, if you've got Matt. any brony listeners, you're okay with any still. If you're more of a leather guy, be more of a leather guy. It's all right. You don't yeah. have to necessarily you include have to people. Be a you, don't you don't have, have to be like, right. a furry. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know what you should do, though? You should always tell the truth about what you feel. Because if you don't tell the truth, it's getting easier and easier for people to tell that you're lying. You know how that is? Do you know why that is? And then this is where you say, I don't know. Why I don't know. I was, just thinking, <laughs> Matt, I was just thinking Matt kind of comes off like a bit of a square. Which reminds me of a great... <laughs> Platform building. No, I was trying to go into a no, story. No, I know, I know. Oh, damn it. Okay. Let's see. Some of us well, are good at the segue. Some of us well, are. no, no. You're great at it. You're great at it. Oh, no. Go no, on. So, so it sounds like you're t- not telling the truth right now. Well, you do know you guys how wa- I can tell? Do you guys want to play two truths and a lie later? <laughs> we should. We should. Uh, well, it turns out that perjurers and fake reviews uh, can train software to spot lies. Lawyers and judges use skill and instinct to sense who might be lying in court. Soon they may be able to rely on a computer, too. An AI system trained on false statements is highly accurate at spotting deceptive language in written or spoken testimony. It can also be used to weed out fake online reviews of books, hotels, and restaurants. Uh, the system is the work of computational linguist Massimo Paosi, Poisio, I'm sorry, at the University of Essex in Colchester, or Colchester, I don't know how you, I know how you do the Chester. Colchester. Colchester, oh, okay. That's, just that's, like, all right. Yeah, you just, don't, you just don't really heavily stress the last bit on that one. Okay, cool. But it's not like, it's not like Worcester. Right. Or okay. Leicester. Where? So Colchester, UK, and Tommaso Fornasiari at the Center for Mind Brain Studies in Trento, Italy. Uh, this is based on a technique called stylometry, which counts how often certain words appear in a passage. Uh, the methods often apply to determine who wrote a piece of text, but software can employ it to pick out deception instead. And the basic strategy is to seek out the overuse of linguistic hedges, things like to the best of my knowledge or overzealous expressions like I swear to God. Those can all be kind of cues that something's not real. Um, but all previous studies had used deceptive texts created in the lab. What was missing is a system that could work on real-world lies. So the two of these guys trained a machine learning system by feeding it Italian courtroom depositions and statements by defendants who were known later to have committed perjury. And the researcher, they, they say that's now 75% accurate at indicating whether a defendant or witness is being deceptive. You said Italian courtroom depositions so quick. I thought you were telling me that they were feeding the robot Italian in some kind of a dish I'd never heard of. <laughs> Al dente. Italian courtroom. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. Got a plate. Is that a tomato? Is that a tomato? It's a robot that can only operate on certain cuisines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pasta. Mainly pasta. Mainly pasta. Uh, mm. so, so Sam De Silva, chairman of the London-based Law Society's Technology and Law Committee, says that such a system could act as an aid to a counsel's, quote, gut feel about a witness. Um, there'd be no bar on using it, but it depends on how reliable it is and how much it will cost. Well, is this, is this, uh, um, is this anything other than 
the it's, lie detector, which yeah, has it's been not proven a thousand times. It's, a, it's, a, new, it's on, a new, yeah, it's based on facial features. That no, 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 does. it's based on the words you use. Like ah. They feed in the actual words used by people who are known to lie, and this artificial intelligence software can parse that and figure Probably out which... Probably combined with facial recognition software, no doubt, correct? It could, but that's he's, not what this system does. I worry about this story right now, and like, uh, this was a very brief story, but it feels that, like they're doing probability the wrong way around. Like, it looks like they're making this... And they, they've done this with, uh, gen- there's been genetic errors in trials before as well, where uh-huh. they've just got Bayesian statistics the wrong way around, where they they worked out the probability that given someone is lying, they use these words. Yeah. Uh, you're saying that doesn't right. imply that using those words means that you're means lying. Yeah, you're you, lying. You, you, need, you need to work out the probability that they are lying given that they use those words, not the pr- probability that... Someone uh, lying uses those words. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, that's uh, a good call. And I have a whole that, bunch of liars. These are the words they use. You'll be judged that, by... That yeah, worries me. That yeah, kind of, that argument kind of... That all, yeah, you, what you need to know is how many people who tell the truth you also use those sentences. Well, yeah, only, but I could see that getting judged by a jury of robots. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. just, just the fact that you're out of jury duty, like you got machines to sit into it, he's probably lying. Yeah. And there are... Just there 12 are, angry C-3PO's. There are <laughs> other sort of, in, like, <laughs> interesting computer tests for, like... Um, do, have we ever discussed Benford's law on the show? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think we did like a about while ago. The leading on the, uh, ones about oh, the first digit. Of yeah, where else. people are faking when people are faking digits, uh, like faking numbers, like they're, for example, filling in bullshit expense uh, claims. Um, uh, I thought you meant like a girl at a bar. Yeah, like, that as well. You a- uh, but um, but they get the distribution of numbers wrong. The digit one is far more uh, prevalent than the digit than the higher digits. In, in, uh, in, a, in a thing that should be random, um, like things like tax records and not yeah. every kind of r- random number that exists, but random numbers that are that come from natural. Yeah, the first. If you look at the first, the first digit of a group of supposedly random numbers, mm-hmm. uh, and you take the first digit of each and you make a little tally chart of how of how often each digit occurs, one should be substantially more yeah. according to this law the number one occurs as the leading digit about 30 percent of the time while larger numbers occur in that position less frequently like nine is the first digit less than five percent of the time yeah so if someone randomly makes up uh numbers for their for filing their taxes they probably just pick numbers more evenly and if you look at it against this law if you see that there aren't yeah, enough ones be, that are yeah. leading and, and the reason for that if you think about it as you sort of as, as you're sort of counting up if you're if you look at the distribution of the di- digits as you're just counting up from from one to a hundred, whatever, um, at first you have one, one, then one, two, then one, two, then a three, then a four, then a five, then a six, and so on. So you've got one of each, and then it comes through to ten, and, you and then you have yeah, then you have ten, ten, ten ones in a row, and then it evens out again as you get ten twos, then the ten threes, then ten fours, and fives. Then it gets up to the hundreds, and then you have a hundred ones in a row, and then a hundred twos. So the one, so one as the first, as the leading digit occurs far, far more frequently than nine as the leading digit. Yeah, pretty soon you're not even going to be able to lie on your taxes or lie in a courtroom. Coming to you know, pretty soon you're just going to have to be. Uh, yeah, man. Well, the point is, if you are going to if you're going to cheat your numbers, you need to know about this law in advance. And and if you're going to lie in a courtroom, you need to not say things like I, I swear, swear to God, God. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, this is a true story on my mother's grave. Yeah. Mi madre, her grave. That's well, how they would say it. That's about, yeah. about, about Italian stock. What are they yeah. talking about? Well, Matt, <laughs> hey, Italian I'm telling the truth. Like Mi Biachi, fangulo sensiolio. Hey, that's my sister. Scusi, scusi, scusi. Well, Matt, I wouldn't want you to worry about this. Uh, you know, Italy has no history of fascism. I mean, I, don't, I, can't, I can't see this going the wrong way. You know? It's harmless. 
harmless. Harmless. To trust the robots to decide who's telling the truth and who isn't. That is weird, man. Uh, just based on, based purely on speech. But I mean, I don't know if I buy into what Matt's saying because all you'd have to do to, to protect against that is make sure you also feed in data of people who weren't lying from those. Uh, I, I, I just yeah, feel like you, the you words you use. Like, I feel like the words you use, though. You just need to. It's one of those things that. Um, yeah, but I don't it's know. one of those statistic things where people are often armed with statistics, but without the knowledge to interpret them correctly. Right. Right. Or the. Uh, but I mean, it's just. Uh, Somebody looking for more grant research money. Yeah, no, we're yeah. really at seventy percent. They're always going to fudge the numbers a little yeah. bit. You know, well, this the, is the, you know. We're there was a close. case. I think it's now been overturned. I think it was in the Netherlands um, of a woman who's who had two children die of like sudden infant uh, death syndrome or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, and Fits. someone someone testified that the odds of it happening of two of it happening to two children were millions to one. Yeah, uh, and she got put away for murder. Uh, but again, they they were looking yeah. at the statistic the wrong way around. They were looking at the, they were looking at the probability. I get this the right way around. Again, they, I'm going to get this the wrong way around now. I get, thinking, I get where you're going with this, but yeah, good, good luck trying to say it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to help if I can. I don't understand what's okay, happening. Given that the probability of any child at all dying of SIDS is yeah. already very low, I don't know. Let's call yes, it it's all. not let's call good. It it's not good enough just to multiply the incident, the incidence rate of that but, by. By itself, no, but even, and get the probability of happening twice. You get into what is it, the law of large numbers or whatever, very large numbers, where you get this. It's, it's not what you think at all. Like, it's like the lottery thing, and you have like the winning the lottery. These are the odds to win the lottery. The, the odds of well, two some, different yeah, someone wins in the world. I think it's the New York Times. Or you see the New Yorker or an Atlantic article, but the odds of someone winning. So the odds of two sets of lottery numbers being the exact same anywhere in the world is actually much real, more realistic than you think. Oh, well, that also comes because to the, the same thing. That's also birthdays. the birthday. Yeah, yeah, the birth, which again, people yeah. get wrong, but you only need 22 and a bit. It's between 22 and 23 people that you get over 50% chance of two people in a room sharing a birthday. Right. Like if you've got, if you've got 23 people, you've got more than a half a 50% chance that to sharing a birthday with somebody else in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because the point is you're not initially saying you're not naming a birthday that they have. And you're not saying like you two will have the same birthday. You're saying you just go through the room going, everyone shout out their birthday. And if someone hears their one come up, then you go, yep, that's me as well. And each time you add someone, it's the it's the inverse no, of the probability that no one shares a birthday. So you're kind of going so the more people you add, the chance of not one person overlapping it becomes increasingly small. Mm. So did did this woman kill her kids though? Oh, probably totally, not. Totally, no. <laughs> well, what is SIDS? Like I, I mean, I've heard of it. Sudden infant death syndrome. No, totally. it's what, it's what used to be called cot death or crib death. Yeah, yeah they but, basically uh, fall it, asleep face down and they suffocate. But uh, it's, I think, it's, but isn't that because of neglect from their parents? Shouldn't no, you it, lay them on their back. No, it often. Well, no, it often, here's neglect, and I saw this story. It's actually disgusting. This woman was drunk on tequila, basically fell asleep on top of the baby while breastfeeding and smothered it. That's right. not sudden. That's neglect. Them, that's neglect. But wow. but SIDS is one of those things that is, it's not a specific. It's a it's a collection of. It's a syndrome, so it's a coll- it's, it has a collection of different causes. Yeah, man. So it, it it. Well, if anyone out there has SIDS, please write us in at uh, <laughs> probably science at gmail dot com. Should we um, should we finish with a with a nice baby story? Well, let's finish with a quick sure. nice baby story. Then we, I got to find out where these guys are uh, are coming up soon, and then we got to. Um, well, well, another AIDS baby has been cured. Yeah, yes. that's, that's two or three. That's two, they're that's up to two, two babies that have been cured of AIDS now. Yeah, where that's was a this? A lot of AIDS babies. 
this was uh, let me get the story. Uh, this was sent in, by the way, by uh, it was by in my basement by Morgan Breen. Uh, but uh, a nine-month-old baby may have been cured, uh, born in California with HIV virus, uh, may have been cured as a result of treatments that the doctors began just four hours after her birth. Wow. A uh, second case after an early incident in Mississippi. Um, uh, so yeah, it was a it was a born of a mother who had HIV, uh, and they treated them with the same antiretroviral viral treatments and cured, or at least apparently cured. They don't know for this sure is yet. The same treatment wow. as the last. Yeah. Well, good on you, AIDS babies. Becoming we, more and more we, rare. We've beaten this thing. And by we, beat we I mean people who can afford top-rate first-world medical treatment, yep. and everyone else in the world is still pretty uh, screwed. But. I was trying to end on a nice note there, Andy. Yes, I was trying I'm to end on a happy No, no, it's a great... <laughs> hey, thanks, Buzzkill. Thanks for jumping. Um, uh, Jimmy, what do you have coming up, buddy? Uh, you know, I'm doing... Uh, I'll be headlining Flappers here in Burbank uh, next weekend on Friday, and uh, I'm going to Chicago at St. Charles, Illinois. I'm doing a show at the end of March. Which That's uh, Zanies? Zanies, yeah. Excellent. Cool, cool. Um, and your podcast as well. Yeah, the Jimmy Schubert Show on iTunes, and uh, you can go to jimmyshubert.com, and we list them up there as, as well. Thanks well, for having me on, guys. Of I course. Appreciate of course. It. If, any, uh, if any uh, hot women out there with tracheotomies want to go see Jimmy in yeah. St. Charles, just go to uh, zanies.com. And uh, uh, Matt? Um, I have no idea off the top of my head where I'm at. Um, I know I have the China thing. You're in the Valley right now. I'm in the Valley right now. Is it the yeah, Thank you. And they can find you on Twitter? DavisComedy.com is website. Uh, Twitter is at Matt Davis. Excellent. Well, yeah, man. Well, uh, everybody, please make sure to see these guys do stand-up. They're both uh, uh, brilliant performers. And get out there and do it. And get out to see Palooza at the Will Turn at April 1st with Zach Alphanakis, Patton Oswalt, Tig Notaro, and lots of others. It's for a good cause. Uh, and as always, any questions, comments, clarifications, probablyscience.gmail.com. Tweet us at probablyscience. If you're going to shop Amazon... Maybe click the Amazon button yeah. on our uh, website. No extra money, you get a little. Who doesn't dis- shop Amazon? Hey. It's great. We Everybody shops Amazon. Commission on that, and you can donate on the on the donation page there, mm-hmm. and write nice things about us on iTunes. Send us nice messages. Be nice to each other. Be Love nice everyone. Nice yeah, how simple is that? Yeah. Just be nice to each other. You assholes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>